everybody. Do you like getting stoned and watching a movie? Or just watching a movie? Well, then check out our podcast, I Am Weed, where we and a guest go to the movies and discuss it after. A movie review podcast with a little token twist. Get it? Oh, boy. But hey, you don't have to smoke weed to enjoy this podcast. Uh, you should enjoy watching movies, though. Subscribe to I Am Weed on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pearlson. Today, special guest, Zach Reno, he's on the show. Um, let's just do all the intro notes that I always do. Uh, please subscribe and rate the show in iTunes. Like, go rate it. Nobody's rated it in a long time. And I want to thank you for rating it. Uh, you have an iTunes account. All you have to do is sign in, uh, click the five-star button, write a sentence that says, like, good work, or stop being so mean, uh, and, uh, and then, and then, and then, okay, I think is the button that you hit. Uh, and that really helps out with getting it more visible and letting more people know about it. Uh, and it'd be really awesome. I'd really appreciate it if you did that today. You've been putting it off for far too long. You know, you like the podcast, you know, you appreciate the service. So let's just do it. Um, also, I just wanted to invite everybody over to improvobsession.com. Uh, I leave all kinds of good little improv gems up there. I reblog articles that are really good. And also I've been taking a Craig Kukowski class at IO and I've been writing down a bunch of notes of really interesting things that he says. So I'm saving you the $350 that you'd have to pay to enroll in that class. Uh, you can just go read my notes, uh, for free. So that's awesome. I think, um, I guess that's it. You can like it on Facebook, but I really want you to rate and subscribe in iTunes and uh, and leave a little comment. That'd be super helpful. Um, all right, guys, let's just get to the episode right now. Zach Reno, here it is. Hiya. It's the Improv Session Podcast. It's the Improv Session Podcast. It's the Improv Reno. It's Reno? Reno, just like the city. All right, I just want to make sure. Super easy. Good. I want to make sure I got it right, because I, I hate getting it wrong. Yeah, that's crazy. Good. All right, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, a uh, very special guest. All my guests are very special. Zach, Reno. I'm very special. You're though. very special. Um, how are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank yeah. you. How about you? Uh, I'm, I'm sweltering. It's yeah. a billion it's degrees like in this apartment. Yeah. It's like that. Up um, I did. We're, we're re- recording for like the first time ever not in my bedroom because my bedroom gets even hotter than it does in the living room. Sweet. So you're, you're getting a break from the, All right. what I'm guessing is 104 degrees. Or in you there. just don't want me in your bedroom, which is cool, but. Yeah. yeah that's really it. I'm just like, this is the one guest who I find really creepy. I'm dangerous. <laughs> um, so I guess I, all right. So I'm going to start with you cause I don't know much about your backstory. Okay. So I don't real, know. Real like, quick what though, cause we, the, we, cause we are at the very beginning. Oh yeah. Let's do Who it did again. your theme song? Oh, you don't know that. Oh, okay. I, would just have played. I should, I should just, uh, I should say that every time it's Crystal Friedman. Uh, she, she did some improv. I think she's still doing it around there, but she writes and stuff and cool. she does cute music and she's it's very, it's very, very LA, cool. that song. Yeah. I feel okay. very LA. Is it? Yeah. What does I, that mean? Uh, I feel like if I walked by, like, I don't know. You, the street on which the UCB theater is on, to me, is, like, the most stupidly hip street in the world. Yeah, totally. Like, I'll walk past and see people wearing, like, hoods that have animal ears on them. Yeah. And I feel like <laughs> they're kind of at the forefront. I don't know if it's those people, but that vibe to me is, like, I don't know. The, the theme song sounds like music that's cool, it's, too it's, cool for me to have known about. Yeah. And then I find out about it later. And Crystal's like, oh, very yeah. hip. Okay, so she, yeah, she's she cooler gets, than I am. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's basically what I mean. Yeah. By the way, for when we take the photo later, you're going to have to remind me to get my hood with animal ears. Oh, yeah, we're doing so it. So that's going to that's okay. gonna be a thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what animal is it? Um, I, <laughs> an, you say we're animal dancing? Mm-hmm. I want what, an animal dance. Sorry, what animal is it? Uh, it's a bear. Oh, perfect. I got... Um, Great ears. I got a... Do you remember True Grit? You seen mm-hmm. that movie? Came out the whatever. film? Yeah, Co- the Coen Brothers. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> uh, you know, some, some life moves by so fast. But they had that shot where the dude had like the bear head on, and like, I was like, "That's yeah, the yeah. coolest thing ever." Like the bear head and then I was at Disneyland, and they were selling like a bear thing hat, and I'm like, "Well, I'm going to be the true grit guy now." <laughs> so right. like, it's just made perfect sense to me. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and I don't wear it around because people just think I'm a douchebag from Franklin. Again, <laughs> I think it's I think it's ahead of the it's ahead of the fashion curve. Yeah, ten years from now, we will all be. Wearing. Everybody's going to be wearing bear hair. Ahead of your time. It's true. 
Uh, so wait, where, where, I don't know where you came from. It like as far as um, like, were, are you with? You're not with the, like the UCLA crew or any no, of I'm them, the right? UCI crew. UC Irvine crew. Okay, that uh, makes sense. I'm the UC Irvine crew, which is a lesser known but equally. Uh, no, they're out there. I they're know, out there. I There's a people. lot of us around. There's here. There's a lot of them. Um, so yeah, my my start of improv was with UC Irvine's uh, short form troupe, which is called Live New People. Live Nude People. Yeah. Good. The idea behind that was that people see a poster that says Live Nude People, and then they look and it says with clothes on. Oh, and it's improv. Oh, but I read the poster now, so mission, well, I read the poster. So mission I have accomplished. To go. <laughs> yeah, and then they would be legally obligated to yeah. see the show. Um, so I got. So we were just kind of. That was a student-run group. There was no faculty involved in that. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of the older generation always teaching the younger generation. And I had had like there was an improv club at my high school, but they weren't. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, which was kind of good in a way because like. When something worked, you'd have to be like, what did we just do that was good? And when it didn't, you'd be like, oh, this person keeps denying everything I say. That should probably be a thing we avoid. But you, you had to, like, discover all the yeah. rules. Um, That's interesting. So I had that, but that was, like, brief. That, wait, it was, uh, I think, hmm. Okay, that's a little, that's a little tangent that I almost want to get on. Because I think, like, learning improv is interesting. And any type of learning, like, I remember, uh... Like I'm taking math classes in 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 eighth grade specifically, cool. where we did like a, we had like a different textbook and like it was very controversial because it was very much like it's not like this is how you do it. It was a lot of like problems and stuff where you'd have to sort of figure it out and you'd have to work your way through it. Interesting. And and I and uh, I hate to say this, no, I don't. I'm fucking awesome at math. Uh, oh, so, so this this worked for you. It worked. I think and there's I think something really, to be, yeah. Yeah, I think I just think it was interesting how that worked, and I almost I almost feel like sometimes that's the thing in improv. Like sometimes you hear that, like do this, do this, do this, and once you like like maybe trust the exercise or just work out or like for my I'm a big advocate of just jamming a lot. You'll mm-hmm, be like, mm-hmm. okay. I'm starting to see what's happening, and I'm never going to do a racist scene again. Right, because <laughs> you know what it looks like to watch that scene, yeah. and everyone just curls up in the back of their brain and it's dies. True. Yeah. But no, I think there's something to be said for... I mean, there's being... Like, I can tell you, always say yes, don't yeah. deny things. Yeah. It's another thing for you to discover on your own, like, oh, when this happens all the time, this stops the scene in its tracks. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. For, like, a couple of days, not like... I don't I don't claim to have learned improv entirely that way. Oh, <laughs> uh, you should. Just say you uh, did If it I all could, that it. would be awesome. Um, <laughs> but... But no, I think for those basics, it was useful to have to not have someone being like, "These are this is what's going to make it work," because we had to like figure it out by ourselves. And then by yeah. the time I got to college, it was like, "Oh, these rules, these sound real familiar to yeah. stuff that we were talking about." Interesting. Um, and that was great, and it was a very like we used to do these things called okay, let's say two things you liked about the scene and one thing that was con- uh, one constructive criticism <laughs> and that was how we like self-moderated without a yeah. coach i guess yeah. per se and that was great i think short form is and i'm sure you've had a lot of people talk about this there's a lot that trans- there's a lot that doesn't translate from short form and there's a lot that does yeah totally um, uh, yeah there there's a there's an overlap there and uh, we regularly turn our nose up at it in the the long form yeah, community. Yeah, we love to because we and, yeah. and, and, I, and I get it. I still I yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's there's some a lot to be gained from it. Yeah, I'm very I'm very very happy that I had my base in it. I having moved like having done long form now, like I I don't think I can go back. But for people that love it, more more power to you. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, maybe one day you'll go back and maybe you'll revisit. Well, I do every time I do a, a Shakespearean scene in a Herald. That's just you know whatever. If that, that ever I, happens, that's just the short form game like Shakespeare. That's your game. Everyone's in Shakespeare. Done it. <laughs> Simple. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, and some some yeah. Sometimes it's like that's the other thing too is like plenty. Sometimes you find yourself plenty of times you find yourself in a, a scene in improv where you're like, eh, this isn't that far. Off from a short form game, no. yeah, like genre and that's, stuff and that's like when that. You know the game's real clear. Yeah, when it's, it's like, oh, this is, yeah. when it's literally a game. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. I can do this all day. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, so UCI crew um, and uh, Zot and Zots yeah. represent you guys. Uh, <laughs> you guys are a very proud school. I like that. weirdly enough for no reason. It's like yeah. why we have John Lovitz 
He is John Lovitz he came is like our yeah. alumni. So did Will Ferrell, but he was like in sports broadcasting and not acting. Right. We have like that's that's our alumnus. It's those two dudes. I don't and, know. I guess I guess if you have to, it's you got two Saturday Night. Yeah, but we don't. We can't here. even count Will Ferrell because I think he, then he went somewhere else to like Major actually be an actor. <laughs> yeah, so we have John Lovitz. That's funny. Uh, no, it's good. I like I like that it's a, it's a, it's like a, an enthusiastic crew. Okay, and then well then how did uh, so if you're doing short form at UCI and then how do you, how do we get into long form? Uh, um, my first introduction to it, I believe. Okay, so do you know who Chris Kelly is? Chris Kelly is currently a writer with name. SNL. Before that, he yeah, was a writer with The about. Onion. Yeah. And before that, he was at UC Irvine. He's very funny. He's extremely funny yeah. um, and very, very smart. And my freshman year of college, he had already graduated, so we never met there. But he came back and did a workshop with some of us in long form, and it like kind of blew my mind. And I was like, oh, this is a thing. And then I was in New York one time my junior year, and I went to the UCB, and I saw... Ruben Williams. I don't know which four members it was, and like I'm sure that some of them are people I know very well now, but I Probably. cannot remember. But yeah. that show really was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is what improv can be. This is what I want it to be for me. It's just so much more impressive in my yeah. brain, and like that's that's cool. It's still impressive every time. Yeah, you see a good you see a good show, and like Ruben Williams or Ruben Starship out here in L.A. Right, right, right. You're, yeah, you're just Starship like, travel. This yeah. is great. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like that every time I see someone. Who I haven't seen before, like Rebecca Drysdale, I know has been out here yeah. for a little bit, but I saw her for the first time at that show, um, the Chekhov show. I saw okay. her do part of that. Uh, oh, you left right before this happened. Left right they before. did an improvised Chekhov play, uh, and there were, I mean, it was Johnny Meeks, Joel Spence, her, and Susie Barrett, and yeah. they're all fucking incredible. All killer. But every time I see a new person who's also incredible, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, human yeah. beings are great, and they do great things, and well, I love it. Like, it's sort of exciting, like, when I see, yeah, whenever you see a new person, it's like this weird thing where I almost feel like, like, part of me goes like, oh, I've seen all the really good improvisers. Yeah. Like, I know who they are. And then they sneak up and then, And then, like, I remember I saw when I saw Anthony King the first time, mm-hmm. when he came from, came from New York, and I was just like, whoa! Yeah. And, like, I saw Mike Still for the first time, I was like, what the hell? Like, there's all these people, and you're just like, uh, yeah, and every yep. time you're like, oh, there's plenty of people who can do this, and they're all great at it. Which is nice in a way, because I remember thinking when I first got here, I was like, oh, these guys are the best. Yeah. I will never be that good. Yeah. And then you watch more people, and you're like, oh, these guys are also the best, and yeah. I will never be that good. And then you see more people, and you're like, oh, lots of people are the best, so maybe I can be that good eventually. Sure. And that's like a much more... I don't know. For me, that's an easier way to pursue it. See, that's a, so such a healthy view on it because I just go like, I'll never get there. There's all these great people, and like even even like, and at a, I remember at a certain point I thought of it as a generational thing, like because mm-hmm. my 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 first teachers and the people I really like the Smokes and stuff, which are which is of a, a significantly older generation than most. And then I, and right, then I right. started seeing like I'm like I watch Shakedown or I'm like mm-hmm. oh my god, like they're insane, they're killer. They have, all they do is great shows, and I was like, well. Oh, okay. So it's a, it's just a, it's a broad base of people, but I'm not in it. Sure. Heartbreaking. And, and then, the, and then the more you see, though, the more you realize that you very much are, and you very much can. It's just yes. sometimes you catch people on their greatest show, and you're like, yeah. oh, I will never do that. But then on your greatest show, there's someone in the audience watching it and being like, oh, oh wow, yeah, I will never do that. So, uh, on the one hand. Um, <laughs> I do not know that I will ever be as good as Convoy, but I sure as hell hope that they keep getting better and better and better yeah. because I'm going to chase them. Yeah, not in that kind of way, no, but like, I want the people who I admire, and it's them, it's the Smokes, it's, it's Last Day, it's all of those people who have great slots at UCB and, yeah. and elsewhere. I want them to keep improving because I, I you know... I need someone to watch. To, yeah, to exactly. <laughs> yeah, every, every everybody doing good, even if that means you're not doing good. It's just like ah, or, or not or not at the same level. It's just like whatever. Like I want this thing to be at its pinnacle. Like that's yeah. what I want. And I, I want. Keep I want it. to. Yeah, it's like it's like that golden age of improv that you guys keep talking about. It's but it's like golden. everyone is getting better, yeah. and the more that everyone gets better, like it means that all of your teammates are going to be better, which is going to make you better, yeah. which is going to make your coaches have to get better to teach <laughs> you more, and yeah. it's just going to it's going to create. It has like this cumulative effect where everyone is in a very positive way, like pushing each other to get better. Right. I think. I dig that. I like it. Yeah, it's yeah a, man. It's a nice little. It's a nice idea of a little improv utopia. Yeah, I mean, I which think I that, think is a thing. 
I, I very much think it's a thing. It's weirdly, it's weird, and I mean, I know there is competitiveness in in the improv world, but it seems to be a competitiveness that we hoist like on ourselves, like in terms of like Herald editions. Oh, there's a set number of spots, but in terms of like improv yeah. in general, it works better when people are not being competitive. It, like competitive yeah. improv is terrible. You don't want to be in a scene with someone who's like, "God, I got to win this scene. Yeah, I got to win it real hard." And it's yep. like, I don't know. It's I love all of the people who I play with, and and I th- and I think when you watch a team who like is clearly enjoying each other's company, it shows. Yeah, like you can tell who's who are friends and who are, um, who are uh, who are people who decided that it might be good for our careers if we all were on stage together. And then sometimes yes. those people become friends, and that's yes. great, too. Like, Kid Grift is a good example of that. I yeah. think Kale teams are totally guessing with chemistry, but those are, like, some of my best friends Kid Grift now. is... Uh, well, we got to get into that, but you, got, you guys came out strong and uh, continue to be very strong. Um, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean about the, the competitiveness thing in the improv uh, community, because, uh, yeah, it doesn't... Like, there's nothing more frustrating than, than the p- people who are trying to win scenes or, or even watching it or, or, yeah, being involved with it. I remember I was on a team for a while where I said to a friend at one point, like, oh, I really like this team because, like, we all call each other out on our bullshit. And, like, mm-hmm. we really, we're really hard on each other. Right. And then it was like, can we just – this is exhausting. Like, yeah, after we, a while, it gets hard. It's like – Because right, like, people will – you know, people fuck up and people are going to say silly things. Yeah. I've walked into multiple scenes. I forget who it is, but someone keeps. Oh, I'm coaching a group where someone keeps trying to say the word gazelle, but they have accidentally said gazette a couple of times, <laughs> and they've said Giselle the name a couple of times. Wow! Uh, and it's funny. Like once in a while, those things become great gifts. It's like, yeah. oh, I thought I was watching a herd of antelope. I'm actually watching a herd of newspapers. <laughs> That's right. different. Um, uh, and there's that, and then there's like, oh, you mispronounced the word, and it's like. It brings the scene to a, a halt yeah um so there's degrees yeah it, it, but but then yeah but then that like but when when like herald auditions come around uh yeah there's a weird there's like a weird yeah tone yep. that everything takes and 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 for a little bit after uh like when the last group the last two mm-hmm. uh scandal and winslow. winslow came through uh i was like i, I was like ah uh, before before uh, there was a lot of like that tension like I need to get on like I hope I get a call and like that and then after once this came out and like that the first show is like they're not that good this team's not that good like I don't see what the big deal is right. and you're just like mm, this isn't feel good no and, like, it feels they dirty are good. it feels like dirty. they were fine and like they are good you, got, yeah. you gotta you gotta just kind of even if even if you're like oh I didn't like that beat or whatever it's like well. Relax. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like are all Chill your out. beats perfect? No. I don't know. No, and I think that's I think that's a that's a very healthy attitude to take. And honestly, like I think it's human to go through that reaction when yeah. someone else has something that you want. LA is such that town. Yeah. And people are around you all the time, like getting shit that you wish you had. And yeah. it's everywhere if you pay attention to yeah. it. But uh, the thing is and particularly with Harold and I, I mean like let me tell you what it is from the other side. It's an audience full of people, all of whom have auditioned for your spots, many of whom think they are better than you sure. and want to take your spot away yes. or people who are there because their class requires them to see two shows and they've been told specifically to come and then think critically and come back and say to their teachers what they didn't like about it and your coach is waiting to give you notes. There's yeah. almost no one in the audience at Herald Night there just to have a good time. That being said, consider all that and then consider how awesome that fucking audience is yeah. and i think therein lies the hope of yeah. the improv community that even with all of that shit there uh it's it's the best it's so and good. the community is the best and yeah. like it's my friends and my world sadly and weirdly that's a, <laughs> that's a sad statement taking out of context but no, it's uh, fine. but it's great and i love it and uh, uh i think uh, real quick on that i think it's there's nothing Funnier than watching an audience member who's taking notes on a herald because uh, how little they're enjoying it, how closely they're watching it, and you're just like, man, you're supposed to be having fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've seen pa- pa- papers and pads in the first in the front I did row. It for a while. It's I've happened, it and that's great. I mean, because honestly, I've been there. I did it in my head, but it was a mental paper and pad. Yeah, well, and that's because uh, you're lazy. That's fine. That's, and it's <laughs> because I. I don't know how to write. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a confession that's coming out. I have made I it as far as I have without <laughs> knowing how to read or write. 
Oh, it's really a beautiful story. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, uh, that, that actually brings me to a good question that somebody submitted uh, when I, because your, your, your friend's thing, uh, he said, Josh McDonald uh, asked if you have trouble making friends outside of improv. And I mm. thought that was an interesting question. Do I have trouble making friends outside of improv? Because, yeah. Well, I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you just feel that one. And uh, then we'll, we'll talk. No. Okay. The reason that all of my friends are so in improv. Yeah, so they Yeah. So, fuck off. No. <laughs> um, the reason that, uh, that my friend, and it's not an entirely an improv crowd. It's largely an improv crowd. But that's because that's who I'm around all right. the time. I would like to think, and this is, uh, this is all hypothesis, but I would like to think that if I were around people who weren't in improv all the time, I would still be making friends. Yeah. I like making friends. Sure. <laughs> making friends, yeah. Um, I don't think... Hmm. Do I have trouble making friends who are not in improv? Uh, I th- no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. That's fair. Um, yeah, you seem... It's funny. Uh, I told you I was on a team with Chris for a while, mm-hmm. and I... Uh, and this is, I oh, fucking. I'm gonna stay on the, the friends thing uh, for a minute because because uh, I think I'm, I'm very. I'm, I think I can very outwardly say like I, I would. I do have trouble making friends outside of improv. Uh, and I think before that, before improv, I was worse at having uh, like casual conversations with like friends of friends who are like boring. I guess is another uh, way of putting uh, okay. it. You know, like so I, is the question actually now that I hang out with improvisers all the time, do I have trouble? Dealing in social situations with people who let's, aren't yeah, trying to be super quick. Let's assume that maybe that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think so. I mean, improvisers are great, but again, like not all improvisers are created equal. There are, as I'm sure you have noticed, socially awkward improvisers. What? Uh, there, what? Are, there are, there are, there are many. I don't buy that. Um, I don't buy that for one second. Yeah, people are people. I don't. I don't. I think that the only thing that improvisers have in common is improv, and then apart from that, I think that there's. I don't know that there's a there's a defined thing. Maybe there's something with willingness to get up on stage and make something up, and that shows a kind of fearlessness. But weirdly, yeah. I don't see that fearlessness translated necessarily into into social situations. Into life and social situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I could agree with that. Every now and then, I uh, I make myself live an improv scene, uh, which is like, what does that mean? Well, like I was I was very I was very frustrated a few weeks ago. It must have been, uh, and. I was just having like a, a shitty morning, and then like you know how you, elevators you go down in an elevator and the doors open up, I do and then somebody how. will stand like right, like come into the elevator, and like I just I, that happens a lot in my building, and I got really frustrated. And this one guy was doing it, and I was like, "No, come on in. Everybody gets in first. It's just like a roller coaster. Everybody gets on, and then the previous people get off. Come on in." And I made it think as I was just like frustrated, and I'm like. And then I was like, that was inappropriate. I shouldn't have done that. I don't know why I did that. Did I was the, being an asshole. Did the elevator work more efficiently? No, it didn't. Well. And, and, and it was just very awkward for everybody because he looked at me. Uh, he had that, that uh, uh, thing. Uh-huh. And then somebody came in around at the corner, so they didn't really get the whole context of like what had just happened. But Got they it. understood that I was being like, no, come on in. And it's it didn't like, work, though. I was like, okay. So I just kind of so walked to my car, and I was like, well, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't recommend uh, bringing your improv heroism out to no, necessarily. A lot, to, of, like, a lot of the bad doctor scenes would be. That'd be real. There would be repercussions from the medical community. It's true. That's true. Um, all right. So let's. Um, okay. Well, well let, then who I guess I want to talk about before I get into kick. I want to talk about murder cliff. All right. I like Murder Cliff. I like Murder Cliff too. Um, so Murder Cliff, uh, an indie team here in LA. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, mm-hmm. do this cool little like improv rap form. Or, or is there a yeah. better way to explain it? Than no, what I'm doing? I mean I don't even know what it's called. Apparently, other people have taught it to other people, but they're calling it the Murder Cliff, which is very weird for us. But wait, wait. Uh, so great. sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Other people, meaning people not in your group, have taught it to other people and been like, "This is the Murder Cliff." Coaches we have had have taught it to other okay. teams. Interesting. Um, I think I'm pretty sure. I, unless I'm totally wrong. Mike still coached us for a while. I yeah. believe that. Yeah. I'm calling you out, Mike. Still confirm or deny? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> either way, I mean, what it is basically, it's pretty simple. It uses. Um, Freestyle rap and beatboxing as its opening, and instead of wipes for its resets. Basically, instead of wiping a scene, 
when we feel like we've reached a point at which our momentum cannot build on this current trajectory, yeah. we start rapping again from something that has happened. Yeah. Um, we were, for a period of time, rapping in the scenes. Yes. Um, but... More often than not, your scene will become dictated, like the content of your scene will become dictated by words that rhyme, which is a, yeah. which is a very difficult way uh, to do scenes. It is, it is difficult, <laughs> which is why when I think when you see Diamond Line do like such great stuff and why when you take musical 101 or 201 with Eliza Skinner, which I would highly recommend people do if it's something you're interested in, um, that the rhyming is kind of an afterthought. Like, if it fits with what you're trying to say, great. If it doesn't fit with what you're trying to say, it's going to lead you down, like, a sad, rhymy rabbit hole where your scene will be... Well, it will, there will be sand, and it will be grand, and there will be a band, but it will make no sense because the scene started off in a baseball. Crazy land. Yeah, yeah. In crazy land. Boom. Boom. There you go. I did it. Is this the part in I the, did it. In the podcast so- where we put in, like... Yeah, like just fireworks cheering and, and cheering. Fireworks. It's gonna All be right. cr- it's gonna be ten minutes of that. Yeah, uh, nice. So just the next ten minutes don't matter. No, okay, good. <laughs> uh, we'll now pause for a parade. Right? <laughs> Radio parades are the best kind of parades. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that. Uh, well, I have. Uh, I love. I love. Like I love Murder Cliff because, like you were saying before, like that the team that like connects mm-hmm. uh, is so clearly. Like watchable, uh, and and those. I mean, like I'm just having fun with those guys. Yeah, like, it's work, and we practice together, and like that's work. But then when we perform it, like it's just fun. Yeah. Also, that's a 401 practice group. For really? the record, Murdercliff is a 401 practice group <laughs> that stuck with it for three years and went Damn. through and went through roster changes. All of which sure. were voluntary on other people who were like, I have to go yeah. ha- get married and leave improv forever. And it's like, okay, great. Uh, we'll miss you. Oh Ryan Keifner, we miss you. <laughs> yeah. um, and and uh, everyone who's ever been on that team has been great. And then we, we added Jessica McKenna lately, who is yeah. obviously a rock star. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that if there's a lesson to be taken from Murder Cliff, it's hang out with your team if you like your team. Yeah. Hang out and be friends and then it will show. Yeah. You guys are like, yeah, you guys are so clearly, and it, it's, uh, that's the other thing. Like, you, yeah, you guys enjoy each other, but it seems like, but also there's this, um, like I, I, I was watching it. The shows that I'm thinking of specifically was when you guys were rapping in scenes and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and doing the transitions and all that. And it was very, it was very complicated to watch. Uh, and one of the things that I thought found very marvelous about it was uh, <clears throat> sometimes be in the middle of a rap, in the middle of a rap, like not even finished, and like something would be stand out, and like you guys would just pull out of that and just start a scene, or and it was it was very fluid, and nobody hiccup, nobody nobody was like, oh stop it, like oh we're still doing a beat or whatever, and it was it was that it was that like really strong connection between a team. Uh, and that, and like that, it was like the most to me, like the most impressive part. Like the rapping thing is already crazy. Like I don't even know how that's possible. It's just rhyming. You could do it. I can't. Uh, but but then but yeah, it's that it's that that strength of it as a team that like is something I, mean, I think is worth knowing. Yeah, I think every team has their own vocabulary in terms of like communication and how they how they read to each other that scenes are starting and like the pace at which they start new scenes. And I think for for Murder Cliff. Uh, Momentum is like a huge thing for us, which is why we do this form in the first place. Because, and like Berg, Berg, I think was the first person to teach me this, was that like what wipes do is stop the show. Yeah. They literally stop the show so everyone can clap. And that's great if something that's so awesome has just happened and it's not getting better and you want to take that moment to clap. But what you're effectively doing is saying, audience, clap at this and then reset your brain because we're going to start again. Yeah. Um, then you have to start from zero again when you build back up. Well, here's an interesting thing on that, and you can get, continue for a second. Uh, that yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna wipe, then yeah, you should be wiping on a re- giving a, an audience a reason to clap too. Uh, I sure, know, Harold I, audiences are trained to clap no matter what happens. They do. You wipe, which but is, if you go see an indie show or what, oh, plenty of shows, uh, and like. Uh, uh, one of those little awkward like wipes, and you're like, I guess that was a yeah. joke. Like, yeah, you want to? I think I think you want to try to wipe on the good stuff. Yeah, well, that's what soft. That, that's what soft edits are for. When when you don't have that, and you still need. I mean, because when a scene. I mean, we've all been in those scenes that need to die. Sometimes there's no yes. helping it. The scene. <laughs> 
just needs to die, and that's no one's fault. Like percentage wise, that's gonna happen. Yeah. So someone needs to edit that scene. Don't be awkward about it. Don't do like don't take five seconds to like kind of shuffle in front. Just uh, run across and edit the scene. <laughs> or soft edit. And soft edits are tricky. You almost don't see soft edits in the improv community. A whole this, lot. Yeah, it's very rare. Yeah. I think it requires... Ooh, ghost came creepy. in. Elijah's uh, here, and it's not even Passover. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Because I, I think... Well, I think that requires a li- more of a level of trust uh, and, and uh, onboardness on a team. For than, a soft edit? Yeah, for soft edit to yeah. be pulled off. Uh, to, They're hard. It, you're, base, you're, you're, asking, you're asking four people to get on board with the move right away, and that's, that's mm-hmm. the two people in the scene to get out, and one person to step forward, and then one person to also understand, like, oh, this is a new scene, and you're not walking into it, and you're not... It's like, right? That's, no, it's, that's a move. it's it's tricky, but that's exactly what they're there for. Yeah. You know, it's for those moments where the scene needs to die and there's no jokes. Because yeah. it's, it's it's hard to hold yourself hostage to a really funny outline to a scene that hasn't been going well because that line may not come yeah. for another minute and a half, and that's not fair to those yeah. people to leave them out there for that long. Yeah, that's that's hard. Uh, I I still like to still I constantly I'm just like I don't know if I want to. I, I know these guys have something, or like, or I'm, or I'm the one. I'm like, I, maybe I gotta find a way to put in a joke. And it feels like nine times out of ten, that's just selling out the scene. If you're if you're in that mentality of just being, uh, of just saying something shitty, we're like, well, this is very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, all right, haha, they laughed. We can be done. I, I don't. I don't even. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta go for that cheap laugh to get it. And what I do, and I don't know if this is good improv or bad improv or helpful or not, but sure. something that I have noticed that I will do is if I see a scene that is confusing to me and like I don't or not even confusing, but just like it needs something. Yeah. Even if I don't know what it is, I will sometimes go into the scene anyway, <laughs> bringing almost nothing. With, I mean, bringing nothing off the back line. Essentially, I just like I'm going to get involved. I want to help. Yeah. And that's not from a place of like you guys can't figure it out. I'm here to save the day. That's not what it is. It's yeah. like let's let me. Uh, I think you need help. I think I can help. Here's here's how. And I would want any of my teammates to do that for me, and mm-hmm. I think that they would. Is risky because you have nothing, but you know. I feel like that's group support. I feel like that's that's interesting because yeah. I feel like I uh, I want the, I, I'm a very big fan of walk ons. Very very big fan of walk ons. Uh, I love doing it. yeah because I like if, if if even if it seems going good going bad. I always feel like a walk on if you do it right can be very effective and help. Oh, yeah. And, and like yeah, but like for me it's always that thing of like. Maybe I just got to say something that will sort of remind everybody, like, what we're doing. Like, I don't know if you guys forgot or, like, or we're off course or, like, maybe go back to that first thing that we were talking about. But I'll just go in and I'll say, hey, guys, back to these. uh, I got more crazy letters from Santa. Yeah, and if the scene is about crazy letters from Santa, that's great. And, like, the more – and, like, the skill comes in and, like, how artfully can you do that to make it – to let your – uh, to let your team know that you're reminding them right. and not let the audience know that you're reminding them. Right. Um, right. And I think that, as yeah. long as those moves come from a place of help, those are, those are great. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um, is there anything more about, uh, murder cliff? Oh, how, uh, how did that, like, yeah. How did that rapping thing come about? Cause that, I really think that that's like, yeah. So damn impressive. It became about as a warm up. It was something that we would do before our shows yeah. as a, as a warm up exercise. We would just, straight up start freestyle rapping and it turned out to be something that we all really liked to do <laughs> and then cool. we would uh, it, it happened like once in a in a practice and we were like all right we like this this is stupid and fun yeah. and we all enjoy it yeah. so like let's try it <laughs> we, we were at a point where we were like experimenting with forms and i think that and by experimenting with forms i mean experimenting creating forms and i think that this is a trap that a lot of teams get into is like you feel like that you're going to reinvent improv and like have a form that's yours and you put like a lot of energy into developing this form that no one's ever done before yeah. and you know more power to you but when you do that what you're not working on is improv yeah <laughs> So yeah, uh, I've had I've had that conversation plenty of times. Like we got to make our own form, and like, eh, what if we just did like a regular form yeah, and, and like set, uh, and see what comes out of it, as opposed to like, what's our? We get this team together. Yeah, we're gonna change things. And there's honestly, there's something like I get that, and I've been there, and I will still be there occasionally where I'm like, I want a form that no one's ever done before. But like, I feel like if I'm gonna find it, it's gonna come up organically. Yeah. No amount of me sitting in a lab with like test tubes developing it is going to make it happen. That would be how it would be made. Yeah. By the way, it would be made with test tubes. That's how we do improv, That's how, that's how scenes that's are made. The, the improv R&D is out there. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then, uh, all right, let's talk about... 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Is there? I, I don't know. Do you have anything interesting to say about indie improv, just in general, and the, and the coming up or the getting the? I guess the the long uh, arduous road to Harold. Is there any? Because I, I don't know. I feel like I've covered a lot of that stuff, and I'm sure you have a wonderful um, thought process on it. But I just I don't have any good questions because yeah, I'm a shitty host. I think nah. Thanks, man. Don't don't be hard on yourself, man. Okay, thanks. You're doing good. I just I was really fishing for a compliment. You got it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the indie teams now are very very lucky there are a ton of venues to perform at a ton and logging those hours is the most important thing about being an indie team getting up on the stage and performing even when you're not ready even when you think like we won't be funny doesn't matter get up on stage and do it because you will perform differently than you do in rehearsal yeah And and like you need to try to kind of eliminate that gap between what you do in rehearsal and what you do on stage and it's just practice um, when I was first on the indie team, there was basically TNT was like the only game in town, and that's great because they're awesome. And then Room 101 and all those other things started. Uh, sorry, Crash Bar was also there. Yeah. And then Room 101 came up just after. Yeah. Um, and you've had people talk about all this before. But uh, they're great, and they're out there. Go do it. Get a crowd. Get a crowd. For God's sakes, get a crowd. At first, bring people to to laugh at you. Because not everyone has the luxury of like having an audience just show up for them. It's very nice, but it almost doesn't happen anywhere else. So it's important for you to have people in your audience, if you can, to remind you that you are doing well. Because you can do a kick-ass show for three people and get zero laughs. Yeah. Because people don't like to laugh when there's only two other people in the room with them. Yeah. So like, if you can, get people like hustle. Get people to your show, and you will feel better about your show. You'll feel better about yourself at improv. And weirdly enough, just feeling better about yourself at improv will make you better at improv. I can dig that. It's just confidence. Uh, that's interesting. I don't think I've ever heard anybody emphasize getting people to the show, uh, which is I, I totally valid, and I get yeah, it. Yeah, you should. Do it. Watch what happens. Like, I kid you not. Yeah. If you bring 10 of your friends to a show, you will walk away from that show, unless your friends are shitty. Yeah. Then you will walk away from that show being like, oh, that was like one of our better shows, even if it was exactly the same. That ghost Is that the door? The door came open? Yeah. Wow. Elijah left. He said, this is not Passover. I'm out of here. I was confused. My mistake. Um, Yeah, because there's... there's, uh, Yeah, there's nothing... It's it's weird how quickly people will betray themselves in in front of not many people. Mm -hmm. Like, an audience of three, like, you'll you'll be perfectly confident in front of a large group, but yeah, three, and like, oh, nobody's laughing, and you're just like, yeah, you'll search, and you'll run away from everything. Yeah. It's just, it's... It's painful. And, like, there's, there's, I think there is a happy balance to be met because the Herald Net audience is great, but they yeah. probably will also laugh at things that are maybe not as funny as the responses yeah. they get. And that's fair. Like, that's group mentality. And I love that they do that because it makes my job so much easier yeah. and makes me feel better about myself. But <laughs> um, there's, I think. You know, there, I mean, obviously, if you have a small crowd, give it the best show possible. Because if you can win over a small crowd, you're a rock star. And then imagine what would happen if you'd done that show in front of a large crowd. Right. It would have been to your Carnegie Hall. Yeah. Carnegie Hall doesn't have enough cheering for what I'm... It's Staples Center. There, there you go. It's Staples Center. Right. We both. Uh, it's Carnegie it's Center. Hybrid. Staples <laughs> Hall. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, well, then, uh, how about how about... Okay, so what about... Let's, let's talk Kid Griff for a minute then. So that that team gets formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your relationship like with your seven other? Uh, it's, uh, it's grown so much like a flower. Well, uh, no, okay, like when yeah, you started. Yeah. When we started, yeah. So uh, Richie Root is my improv wife. He okay. is immediately put on that team with me. We're both super psyched. We've done improv with each other for seven years at this wow. point. At the time. Like five or six, yeah. So like a lot. Like I'm real comfortable with him. Yeah. Uh, Mike Carlson, Marissa Strickland, and Jason have all been doing improv together as like their little unit of three. I think Anthony Gio and Matt Newell and Aaron had all performed with various people in that group at some point. Although it's my memory failing me. Okay. Um, but we were not all like real close friends. Right. They <laughs> put us together, and I think because we had the benefit. 
of being a team that did not include any people who had already been on Herald teams, which I think those people are obviously fantastic and great performers, but we no, were no, all... Com- we hate them. We hate them. We, 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 do, we do hate them. We hate all of them. Um, but it was coming from a place like, oh, we're all new. We're all new and excited. That was the big thing. We were just like very excited and very... Uh, we were going to make it work. Yeah. Like, And we did make it work. Our team has some weirdos on it and I love all of them but they are weird people and they would not be friends I don't think if this team did not exist and it does and they're great friends and like we make it work yeah Uh, it's important to you you make it work it's like marriage you stay in it for the laughs no, that, that's that's how marriages that's, fail. That's not no, good. That's not um, good marriage advice. No, no, no. It's good improv advice. I don't think it's good marriage advice, yeah, and that's no, okay. I think we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not a marriage podcast, it despite what many many people think. It could be. <laughs> like, why is my relationship failing? I keep doing really great relationship initiations Nobody, to my no wife. Keep it. calling her Santa. <laughs> she hates it, but it's so funny. She um, doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She denies my reality. Yeah, I mean, that, that team, I think we got lucky because it's hard. I mean, like, you can see what the Herald Committee was doing in their brains when they put us together. They were like, oh, these two people know each other. These three people know each other. Maybe these two groups will work together. But, yeah. like, every time they do that, it's a crapshoot. Like, you, totally. never, you never know. Um, and I think we got lucky. And they're, you know, they're my best friends. Yeah. Love you guys. Oh, and the day, if and when we are ever disbanded, will be a very sad day for yeah. all of us. We'll cry. And then we'll be adults and we'll move on. But first we'll cry but first a lot. Because, we'll <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, when I saw Kid Grift, I... Uh, that door again it's like ghost uh it's terrifying uh yeah because i saw kid grift and i now my memory is not not serving me but i'm pretty sure i was at your guys' very first show Could i imagine i was um there was I, a scene about there was a scene about a crazy inventor i was a crazy inventor i don't remember like any you. of my herald shows but i do remember that one the yeah. first one i can remember, remember the first one, one. Uh, it was well, silly. We had a good time. But either way, I felt like you guys came out really strong, like as as a as a group in the first one, uh, like 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 that unity or whatever whatever it is that that uh, that will hopefully bring a Herald team to success. Yeah. I felt like that was there right away. And I mean, you, you got, like I feel like you've already kind of maybe attributed it to that everybody was new or something like that, but that's part of it. Yeah. I think the other part of it is a willingness to make new friends and let these people into your life in a capacity that is greater than improv. And I know that that sounds like a real hippie thing, but think about great teams that you watch. Okay. They are friends. Yes. They do not just do improv together. Wouldn't have the cast of friends been a really great improv team. Uh, what was there? Oh, like the characters. Both. Or like the actors. Are the actors friends in real life? I don't know. I don't I, know. I, oh, right. So let's say the characters. Yeah. The characters you know would have been I'd a real be willing good improv to bet. team. They'd be like, I don't know. I, I have not watched enough about of that show. To, okay. to, we, we can take a break and watch all 10 seasons. Can we seasons. talk about like if, uh, I don't know. What do I watch? I don't watch anything. Uh, I can't. I can't do this analogy. That's yes, terrible. the answer is yes. Great. Fr- friendship solves everything. Friendship, is, friendship is the key to improv. Is friendship. Okay. Well, so then, uh, then you guys, and the, so you guys have been together for uh, what must be what, like twenty months now, something like that. Yeah, we're coming up on two years. Okay. Um, so what? Uh, so that? So that, that? What evolution of that team? Like you guys have been sticking around. You guys friends. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, you guys. I feel like now, I, I think. Maybe I'm off on this. I haven't been to classes in a while, but I feel like you guys are now kind of perceived as um, the next generation of like the it team, which like I, I don't know what that means. Like bang, I think Bangarang is very much the the it team, if that means anything. I, no, it does, and I, I would agree with you. And, but I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Kid Grift is is kind of coming into their their spot of like that's going to be. The new Bangarang. Yeah, and we days. hate we hate Bangarang. Yeah, well, With a fiery, fiery I don't like passion. a lot of no, I don't. I don't yeah, <laughs> Bangarang is scum of the earth. Um, no, they're they're great, and I think that the, the team evolves. Weirdly enough, it doesn't. I mean, like, and I don't know. I don't know what it looks like from the outside. It feels like less of getting better and better and better and better than I think I I trust that we are and that we do continue to improve but it doesn't always feel that way and I think that's something that's important to remember on any team is that you are getting better if you are working at it but sometimes in that working at it you feel like you're getting worse oh 
God, you just uh, you gave me a Christmas gift, and we can uh, talk about unwrap this and talk about it all day. Because I think that's really interesting. Because I always feel like uh, the arc on my team—I've said, I said this before—but like the arc of uh, of being on a team is like, oh, this is great, and then it just goes, ah, oh, so much to do, right. and then and then and then it almost it almost I I feel like I've never really had anybody come back in the upswing of like past. The, you got you got to hang in there. I, it comes, but you have to hang in there, and it, it doesn't all, it doesn't feel like the first time because you know, yeah. like you you get the puppy, and the puppy is new, and like great the puppy, and then yeah. eventually you're like, oh crap, I have to like take care of the puppy, right? And the puppy's going up, and then the puppy's a and dog, and I hate have, it. Yeah, you know, I hate dogs, but no, but it goes <laughs> up to a dog, and then you're like, oh, I can do things with this dog that this puppy that would have killed this puppy, like me and this puppy, like I can throw balls real fast, and mm-hmm. the the puppy won't the dog won't die of heat exhaustion, like going to grab it, and the puppy. Yeah would um and i think that's that's very much like what a herald team is like and what any team is like at first you get you get together and like for kid Girls specifically like we were good at energy and group support and like we still have that and that's yeah. what we rode that for the first couple of shows that we had and we were just like super supportive super having a good time yeah. um group support great then we were like okay we do that let's work on what we're bad at and in getting better at those things that we are less inclined to do naturally, we are improving as improvisers, but it feels like, uh, why can't we just go back? Because yeah. you can never go back. Because you can never go you back. You can't do it. you got to keep going forward. Yeah. And it's hard. Putting, putting in the work uh, because, yeah, you get you – get, I get negative feedback isn't the right word, but, yeah, you get more – you get the notes. Or, like, when, mm-hmm. you're trying, when you're challenging yourself and you're like – uh, and it doesn't feel as good because you're like, I know that if I just play this whatever, this you know, like this fast whatever loose way that it, and instead of this like slow, like I know that I'll get some laughs. I know that, I'll, but but yeah, it did, and you just slowly slog through it. Yeah, and, like, and the reward comes when you do a slow paced scene, the thing that you were so dreading and you never thought you'd be able to do yeah. and it kills yeah. and like it kicks ass and you're like, oh, I was patient in that scene. I did the first 30 seconds of that scene without making a single joke. I was yeah. just like committing to character, setting up the world and I knew I had it. I knew it was coming, but I waited for it and, yeah. I, and like that's so much fun because the weird thing about it and this is, this is kind of the mentality that I take into slow paced scenes. People improvisers tend to get scared when they don't hear laughs because they think the audience is doing something that the audience is not doing which is like tuning out. If you can keep the audience tuned in, even if they are not laughing, if they get the sense that you are building something and they just can't tell what it is yet, when you finally pay that off it will be awesome. And that's what slow play is. You keep them interested and you keep them involved and you don't show them your hand until you absolutely have to and then they're like oh, magic! Yeah. It's not well, that, that's a, that's not magic. It's improv, which is magic. Mm. That's true. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that. What we're all doing is magic. magic. We're wizards. We're wizards. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think. I think that's interesting. Well, about about slow saying it's because, but that is that is uh, again like that. The danger uh, is like, I think people mistakenly, like go okay. I'm just telling you slow or go slow or they save jokes or things or hate like. Yeah, it still needs to be really interesting, and I think I think the to me, I'm probably off on this one, but I think the smokes are the, like the king of the mono scene or the, the slow scenes. To me. I think the smokes are one of the most patient yeah. teams I've ever seen, and yeah. what I love about that is that I used to watch the smokes more than I can now, unfortunately. But what I love is the smokes, like any improv team, will occasionally work themselves into a corner. Yeah. A place that is difficult. Yeah. And when they do that, what 99% of improv teams do is panic and make jokes and, like, swing from the walls and try to get out. Yeah. What the smokes do is dig in their fucking heels yeah. and figure it out. And it's it's you watch the gears turn. And yeah. that's where the ugh, I have so much respect for those guys. They're awesome. There's- because they're, they trust themselves enough to know, like, okay. We're not idiots. Something about this scene was funny enough to start with. Let's fi- figure out what it is and do it. Yeah. There's nothing There's nothing like watching how relaxed they are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think the person that I'd say, like if, you ever, if anybody ever goes out and watches the smokes and trying to see what I'm talking about, is try to watch Chris Kula. Because <laughs> if, if there's something that's not entirely clear or the whatever, you know, or, or the, yeah, like a slow scene that's building or whatever... Chris just like takes this deep breath and throw out a little line and it'll just, and it's so, it's so casual and they're like, this guy 
it, you can see it. Like he's building, he's building something, and he's just well, this is the next piece of it. Yeah. So, and it, it, you know, we all and a part of us know. Like I think, I like we know in our in our core. Like they don't know what's necessarily they're building right now. They don't. They don't entire. They're not. They're not. 20 steps ahead of us no, that have already built, but they're, they're just like... But they trust that it's there. They're just like, yeah, this is the next piece. And that and trust... Like, the, and I, the, and I think great. that... Yeah, I agree. And I think that that trust comes from that comfort on yeah. stage. And unfortunately, teaching comfort on stage just comes from being on stage all the time. Yeah. Which is why I say, indie teams, go perform. Even if you think you're not ready, get on a list now. Go do it. And then when you're done, do it again. Go jam a lot. That's a good... Sit- the, go- I feel like those are. that's a situation... Not, maybe set up for failure isn't the right word, but it's not set up for success. And I almost feel like... Jams that, are the Wild West. Wild, exactly. Jams that's are a the good wild way. fucking West and of it, improv. You, you, can, you can get a lot from that. I feel like yeah. if, if you're not... Do, even if you're not doing good or you're whatever, that... that the, 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 yeah, the ability to like, like dig your heels in and just be like, well, nobody's coming to edit for me. Nobody's... It's fine. happening. This is happening. I'm still here. Yeah. I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> and I feel, I feel like the way my approach to jams was back when I was doing a lot of them, and I was doing a lot of them before I was on a Herald team because I wanted to get those hours in, but was like I would go to a jam with a personal goal of something to work on. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously not at the detriment of the scene that was going on, but it would be something as simple as, okay, I need to be more aggressive about getting into scenes. And a jam is a great way to practice that because, and you were talking to Johnny about this, people come to jams and just hide on the back line. And I think that's fine at first if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're new. But Big if steps. you can get into a scene at a jam, yeah. you can get into a scene anywhere because yeah. jams are the Wild West and there are bullets and cowboys and it's scary and loud and fast. You've been to a lot of jams with me where I'm a cowboy with bullets. That's great. That's great. And that's, if there weren't, it wouldn't be a jam. It would be something else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, jams are great. I think that you just have to realize that jams do not intrinsically teach patient improv. Yeah. They, they're getting people up on stage they, and getting people working yeah. out their muscles, and that's great. They, yeah, they don't teach that. Uh, you, you, lo, hopefully you can, you know, Casey talked about this too, is hopefully you can find a way around it of just saying like, all right, let's everybody slow down and get figure out this thing. And that's, and that's totally valid. But yeah, but yeah, you, I, feel, I, feel, yeah I feel like getting comfortable on stage is, is being able to deal with the jam. Like if you can, if you can deal with the jam... And makes make, succeed with it or whatever, just and not or not panic and not be upset. Then like yeah, yeah you, you probably you're doing really good because it's both have like being calm in a jam is like being calm in a war. Yeah, but you also need to be able to remain calm in like Siberia, like isolation, right? Yeah. You need to also not like the other flip side of it is don't panic when it's just you and someone and it's not crazy. It's yeah. just slow and it's very focused. Yeah, um, and all of that is just hours, just yeah. practice, practice. But like, look at the there. people you like. Chances are. They've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, there are very few people that get. Well, I didn't know. I didn't realize you've been doing improv for this long. Which, yeah. uh, of course, everybody is like everybody is pretty. Or that's not entirely true. Most people who are pretty good uh, have been hanging out. You're like, oh yeah, you've been around for a little while. Yeah, there there are a couple people who got s- stupid good out the gate. Yeah, that asshole and uh, asshole. That was a weird pronunciation. Okay, <laughs> talking about you, Anthony Gio, is you one of them who asshole. just like straight up came to LA, was like a business major, and now is like a kick-ass improviser. Great, he's good, the exception to the rule. Everyone else, do work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you got to keep it, keep it going. Um, all right, I want to talk a little bit about uh, story parts because I, I, I understand that you're story involved parts in that. Is great. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, from what yeah. I heard about it. A lot of improvisers are. Uh, uh, yeah, Ben Simon, yeah. Mary Holland. Uh, goes on. Jessica, Jessica McKenna, uh, lots of them. Yeah, more that I'm forgetting. Dave Christensen. Real? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? Uh, so enlighten, enlighten everybody briefly on what Story Pirates is. Story Pirates be is an organization of teachers and actors that goes into public schools and teaches workshops in creative writing and really all sorts of stuff. But they're all writing based, right? Um, and then the over the course of those workshops, those kids write stories. They're anywhere from kindergarten to sixth grade. Uh, they write stories. We take those stories, give them to our actors. The actors turn those stories into quick musical shows. Right. We bring those stories back to the school, perform them for the kids. They freak out. Everyone's excited about writing. Mission accomplished. Everyone eats cake. Yeah. We all go home. And, every, and everybody eats cake. Yeah. I like I like that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then uh, and then okay. 
And so, wait, what do you do uh, with story? I'm an actor and a teacher. So I spend half of my time putting on wigs and, and doing silly dances, pretending to be a bear, which yeah. if you've seen me do improv is almost exactly, exactly what I do anyway. Yeah. Um, minus the wigs. Uh, and... Been tra- you've been, you've been. I've heard petitioning Neil Campbell. You're like, I need wigs on stage. I just want a I selection do. of twenty wigs. wigs Nothing important. unreasonable. Wigs and glasses. That's all. Wigs and glasses, guys. I feel like <laughs> the other improv theaters are about to have them, and we don't want to be left behind. We don't want to be. <laughs> in all seriousness, the though, I do play wigs. animals whenever possible. Yeah, I've seen it. Animals are maybe my favorite thing to do on stage. For I don't know why. I don't know it why either. Is. We're going to take a picture in bear costumes later. It's yeah. That'd be good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the acting capacity and the teaching capacity is just going in there and, uh, and teaching. And Story Powers likes to trick people into learning. Like, there's a, like, you go in in pairs. The first person goes in and is like the classic teacher. Like, you assume that this is going to be the person who's going to teach you. And then their ridiculous idiot assistant shows up five minutes late and tries to teach the class wrong. And the class is smart enough to know that what they're being taught by this other person <laughs> is stupid and ridiculous. And they love it because they're like, yeah. oh, this is not normal school. Yeah. This is just silly. Yeah. I more often than not play the idiot teacher who shows up five minutes later and insists that the best way to write a persuasive argument is to blame people for a lot of things that you have and shout very, very loudly and like <laughs> you and make a lot of threats in your persuasive writing. That's um, funny. So, yeah, and that's all fun. Story Pirates is great. Uh, storypirates.org, if you're interested, auditions will probably be coming up in, I want to say October, but I don't know. But it's great for any improviser that wants to... Um, and wants to do it, it's fun, first of all. Second yeah. of all, it's it's just such a great program and yeah. creative write, uh, writing as a, in general is being slashed from schools left and right. And uh, yeah. improvisers, you weirdly enough, have a skill set that applies directly to this job. So, this one, yeah, that's so right. you should go do it. Um, and you'll you'll love you. It will make you like yourself a lot because you're like, I'm doing good in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was actually I was looking into recently to volunteering for some stuff, uh, and I was looking at uh, 8826 LA, which is uh, also a writing, creative writing thing, and uh, but also completely different. Cool. Uh, and and yeah, I, I heard about story parts, and I, I I've known about story parts for a while, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool and yeah. fun, and uh, there's a yeah, there's a little there's a little improv uh, crossover there that seems mm-hmm. uh, like I, I like all the people that I know who do both of those all the so, time. Yeah. I do freestyle rap in kids shows. I have to turn off all of my swearing. Oh, well, that's hard. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so does Jessica. So does Dan Foster. Yeah, um, so that's yeah. cool. Um, so I guess you know what you know we're we're hitting. Yeah, you know what this is a good this is a good amount of time to talk. Boom. I was gonna no no hell with it. I want to talk real quick about this. Do it. Uh, I want to do. It. Uh, I think uh, so. I, I uh, this is, <laughs> I watched you, and I think that. You are super charismatic uh, in the in the beginning. Why? Well, thank you. Yeah, no big deal. In the is, beginning. Yeah, in the be- oh, well, in the show. <laughs> oh, okay. But but I think specifically in the beginning, uh, like I've, I've seen you do plenty of show intros, and there's um, there's something about you that makes me feel like you're going like, hey guys, we're about to have like a lot of fun, and like I know it's going to be a lot of fun. You know it's going to be a lot of fun. So like here it goes. Give me something because I'm about to make you have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I think it's. It might be partially awkwardness coming through a filter of me, and that's just how it comes out. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't feel particularly sure that a show is going to be awesome before I do it. Okay. Which is why I'm in, inclined to say that it's not uh, sureness. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That part of the show is so awkward, right? It's the coming up and be like, hi, guys, we are this name you've already heard. Yeah. We're about to do some improv for you. And it should be simple, but there's something like – but it's also – it's weirdly like theatrical because there's an audience and they're watching you introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, the, yeah. So I don't know. I mean I do I, I do I really, really – I really try to steal, uh, if I can, a joke in there. If I can get – like that's – I really, really try hard huh. to get a joke in, and uh, and hopefully, and hopefully not like, a, all right, what are the tonus? Like, but like, because uh, I not hopefully, I've never done that. Uh, but if I'm doing the intro, like, I was at a show at IO, and somebody had hit their head at the beginning, oh no, uh, like right before, like on one of the lights, 
and uh, and I just and I made a little comment about that. And it's not you know it's not it's not I guess a joke joke. It's like a stand up joke where it's right. like, hey, we're all here, right? Huh? Uh, one of those. Like I think like there's not. I think like that to me is really important to just sort sort of like establish like, all right, here we go. We're all here for the same fun yeah, stuff. Like this happened. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think that's good. I wouldn't put pressure on yourself to like come up with a joke. I did. Uh, well, I mean, go for it, man. I wouldn't. It would scare me. Um, but like for me, I think that the same reason organic game is fun is because audiences like to see things created or uh in front of their eyes instead of yeah. like pre-planned out and delivered to them um uh sometimes they like that too when the things are brilliant um but and like with intros so if something has just happened in the room and like you want to acknowledge it to show like yeah we're all here we're all having a good time that just happened uh yeah. now we're gonna do a show yeah yeah um then, then that's great i honestly i don't think too much about the intros to shows in the same way that i try not to spend too much energy obsessing over openings because sure. they are launching pads yeah you know like my attention is better spent elsewhere yeah um but yeah i think that if i do come across as cocky and i may i i uh I, it's only because whether or not I'm sure the show is going to be good, I am going to have a good time because I legitimately love all of the people I perform with. I can honestly say that right now. That it's I'm just not a love letter to yeah, all these people. Yeah, teams, I love you. <laughs> you are great, and um, and yeah. I, I see. That's uh, maybe maybe that that's what the co- the cockiness is. Is because uh, I, like you're confident, and that's what we were talking about before. Is like, sure. uh, and that in a weird way is rare. Are, are more rare than it. Sh- hopefully, we'd like it to be, especially in the indie scene. Like the among people, comedians, no, I absolutely agree with you. You know, of just <laughs> yeah. that, uh, yeah, because yeah, that like, uh, uh, hey, guy, like if that we or that week, like, oh, uh, you know, we, you already know who we are. This is stupid. Like that, that immediate selling out is something that is so uh, not something that I see you do. And it, and it's, it, I think that's easy to just go like. What does this guy respect yeah. himself for doing this? Right. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like show no fear. It's like that thing of like, if you're in a yeah. deep stage, don't perform in the back of the stage. Yeah. Perform at the front of the stage where people don't think you're afraid of them because yeah. as soon as they think you're afraid of them, they've turned off. And yeah. openings are the same way. Come out and be like, it doesn't matter like if your team has the stupidest <laughs> name ever. Like, oh God, we are Fart Popsicle and we are mm-hmm. here to rock your world. <laughs> like, no matter what you think of our name, Fart Popsicle is about to do the greatest <laughs> set of improv you've ever seen. And like so, yeah. yeah. There, you're right. There is something cocky about it, but I think you have to come on strong in the beginning because, like, if I can convince you that I'm going to do great, yeah. then you're going to laugh at me. Yeah, you're and gonna that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Classic segment. Classic segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Pearls of wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some a note. Some feedback. Something that you were given to work on or thought about improv that really resonated with you. Something that you were like, oh damn. Yeah. This is how we do improv. <laughs> All right, I have I two. I have two. I'll make them quick. Okay. One is, is Alex Berg. There's a series of red flags. They're just little things to watch out for that will make your scenes go better. And being this is already my favorite. Thing. All right, sorry. Being being an improviser is like being a Pokemon master. You want to catch all the little red flags, and once you commit them all to muscle memory, they happen automatically. It's stuff like this is the best just thing ever. Yeah, Keep yeah, going. yeah. yeah. Oh my God, so, don't stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> you start, and it's simple things like it's better to be ninety percent sure that your scene partner is doing something that is going to result in disaster than 100% sure. Because if you are 90% sure that what they're going to do is going to result in a disaster, there's that 10% doubt, and that 10% doubt is going to let you engage in that unusual thing, and that's going to lead to disaster. And ultimately, we want to see that disaster. We don't want you to be like, no, it is a terrible idea for you to put your head in a microwave. You are going to die. We want to be like, well, I'm pretty sure you're going to... But God, what if you're right? If you're right and you're going to... Then this could be awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then he dies, and then yeah. it's terrible. So it's stuff like that. And I feel like there's little, and I get them from different coaches all over the place. And I'm just like, someone will say something that will really resonate with me. And that's different for every improviser. But yeah. you take that stuff, you commit it to muscle memory, and that like collection of warning flags will pop up in a scene for you. And over time, the more of them you get, you will just naturally navigate through scenes that are more successful more of the time yeah i like that and the second one is love your team man they're your friends they should be your friends and your family it will show on stage hang out together all right stay positive i love it it. stay positive zach uh oh yeah is there anything you want to plug or share uh with uh the the uh when's the the show gonna go up Uh, i'm gonna put up monday Monday, sunday monday away from today 
Yeah. Oh, is it to Monday? Yeah, a week from today. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm awake. Um, <clears throat> Kickoff Monday nights uh, at Herald Night. Uh, Murder Cliff. Check our Facebook page, Murder Cliff. Uh, if you're a time traveler, come back in the past to the three shows that we have this week. We, that you never, that never happens. Oh, we go months so without performing. But it's okay. Um, we'll be around. That's it. Be be awesome to each other, guys. There we go. What's that Bill and Ted thing? What do they say? I don't Something like that. It. Sorry. What? Watch Bill and Ted. I've seen, I've seen Bill, and Ted. Bill and Ted. Watch Bill and Ted. I don't, I don't be have excellent to each other. Be excellent That's to it. each other. Zacharina, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Woo. Awesome. Cool, man. Awesome. All right. There was Zach Reno. I don't... Um, God, I guess I don't know what to say. Go see him at Herald Night. I love Kid Grift. I really think they're the, uh, the team to beat right now. Um, I don't have any... Oh, yeah. I got a show. I got a show... September 2nd uh, with Stranger Danger at Catsby at the Asylum Lab. Um, look that up. Uh, Catsby does a, like a bi-weekly show now at the Asylum Lab. And Stranger Danger is like an all-mashup team. And I think I'm going to play with a uh, friend of the show, Mono. Uh, Mono is going to be on that team. So we'll be, uh, we'll be I don't know, improv it up together. See what happens. Um, so, yeah, come on out to that. Uh, don't forget to rate it in iTunes. I know you were you were reluctant to rate it in iTunes before the podcast. That is the Improv Obsession podcast, not another podcast. You were going to rate it before I started the show, and then the show started, and you were like, "Oh, I can't possibly not sit through this theme song, and I want to hear the full episode." So now you heard the full episode, you loved it, you thought it was really interesting that Zach said to be excellent to each other, and you're like, "Why hasn't Steven seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure?" Uh, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it just for you guys. But I'm asking you to do me the favor of going and clicking the iTunes rate button and just say something something nice. All right, that's it. Improv obsession. Be good to each other. Be excellent to each other. Happy improvising. Golden age of improv. All right, take care, guys. Bye. Want to hear your favorite funny people paired with wine? Want to just hear them whine about something? Hi, I'm Ellen Clifford. Hi, I'm Sean Buckholtz. We're the hosts of The Wine Situation. That's wine with an H. We've had Morgan Murphy. Drew Drogi. Brian Safi. Charlie Sanders and Camille Knox. Paul F. Tompkins and Janie Haddad Tompkins. Melanie Linsky. They all told us their wines. And we told them about wine. It's totally boozy study hall. So get it everywhere you find your favorite podcasts. That's The Wine Situation. Wine, wine with, with an H. H. Cheers! Cheers.